Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Go ahead. All right, welcome to our midweek edition of Two Guys in a Mic. I'm one of your hosts, Big Sean. And I'm RP. Uh, what's going on, Big Sean? How you been? Man? Uh, not much, man. To be honest with you, I'm completely exasperated and disgusted right now what's going on with our football team. Um, I never thought we'd be here again. We're going to get into that. I know I'm kind of just already kind of just going off the cuff. But ever since Sunday, and I wasn't there for the last show, but ever since Sunday losing to Pittsburgh, I've been disgusted. It's not so much just about the loss, but all the stuff that's going on around the team. And we're going to get into that heavy today because there's a lot going on. So, um, you know, let's go ahead and and get into it, man. So uh, basically, I'm sure everybody knows about the OBJ situation and, and Baker Mayfield and all of that. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a mess. And both me and RP, we've, we've talked about this. And many Browns fans have talked about this on the radio shows and everything. We thought that we were done with the dysfunction. We thought we were done with the locker room shenanigans, um, that the front office did a good job of, of picking guys that, and not to say that they haven't done a good job picking guys. I mean, they've got the talent in here, but we thought that they got guys in here with a certain mentality that were team first and not me first. And now I'm finding out otherwise. And basically now that all this stuff is coming out, now this season makes sense to me because before it wasn't making no sense. Like, why is everybody out of sync? Why is the offense out of sync? Why is the defense out of sync? Making uncharacteristic, silly penalties, getting dumb personal fouls, which shows lack of discipline. And we all thought Stefanski was a stickler for discipline and everybody being on the same page. And uh, now the Browns are painting themselves into a corner on several fronts. And um, so, you know, what are, what are your thoughts initially? You don't necessarily start with the whole OBJ thing. Just where are you in terms of the state of the team, the state of the locker room, the team chemistry, things of, of, of that nature? Um, it's, it's, it's just weird. And it gets weirder like by the day, and then it gets weirder. <laughs> by the hour by the hour right it's like little stuff you 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 because i kind of thought certain things and i've been saying you know certain stuff all year long about the team i know i had lofty expectations uh much like most of the fans did um I, and, and let's be honest much like the, the players and the and the front office and you know the coaches all of them had high expectations but who wouldn't and who doesn't when you have uh, you, you've taken a really good first step and now you have the intentions and the plans to take a bigger second step or at least a sturdy second step. Not really thinking about taking a step back. You're thinking things are moving uh, forward, excuse me, for the first time in uh, the, the time that Baker had been here, he'd had the same 
uh, coach, the same system, <clears throat> the same, uh, uh, pretty much the same uh, players around him. So the thought was always about moving forward. We did a really good job in drafting and signing free agents. It all looked smart. It all looked like it all lined up. And then, you know, the season started and we didn't play awful, but we still, you know, I think the Kansas City game, we, we did some stuff we didn't expect to have happen. Then we went into uh, the next game and even though we won, we still were kind of like, like you said, something was still amiss. And even though Baker was playing good, I like I've, I've been pointing this out all week too. Before OBJ came back, Baker had maybe more pass yards, but his numbers weren't astounding. You know, mm -hmm. he had, you know, the first two weeks, this dude had one touchdown and two picks. Like those aren't superb numbers through two weeks, especially with 312 yards and you didn't score a touchdown, throw one touchdown. And in three weeks, you had never, you hadn't thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver. So it was some stuff that was just weird. It was just weird. I don't know if it was chemistry stuff going on back then because listening to some of the reporters, none of them reported anything bad happening or bad being said in the locker room by one person or another person. Yeah, but and you know what, though? The media is not allowed in the locker rooms right now either. They're, the they're not, but at the same time, while they're not allowed in the locker room, you always got you yeah, always got, got a locker room snitch. Yeah, you always right. got somebody who's uh, anonymous source, whoever you know, Mister Source is. Uh, it's always an anonymous source that'll leak this or leak that. Like listening to the Browns players today, you wouldn't have even known that there was something that was happening. Yeah, right. Uh, Joel Batonio didn't sound like he was tripping. Uh, John Johnson sounded like he was about to go kick it with OBJ after uh, right after practice. So yeah, they were all sounded sounded like they were a little bit blindsided by what happened. a lot of them probably were. If you if you think about it, by the time the stuff started coming out for them, they were well. By the time the stuff started coming out for us, they were in practice already. Mm -hmm. So when OBJ got to the building, from the way I understand it, when OBJ got to the building for practice, one of the reasons that one of the reasons, because we already know what the other reason was that they asked him to leave was because his agent had already called and said, hey, man, we need to be traded. We want out. We done. Okay. So the team knew that. OBJ shows up at, at, the, at the job. He was already there, I think, matter of fact, not just showing up, but he was already there. And dude was like, yeah. It ain't working. And we've all said that. I like Odell. I do. I like Baker. But this ain't working. And it ain't got nothing to do with me disliking anybody or it has nothing to do with me wanting people gone. I, I You already know where I stand on this. If you can't hit a guy that's open, that's a you problem, not a him problem. Right. But Regardless of that, if this is going to be your guy, then you need to get rid of him. So there's so many layers of 
there's so many layers of confusion in this situation for me because it's too many pieces that I thought were lined up. I'm actually finding we're cut with a jigsaw, dog. Like it's not completely lining up like I thought it was shit two, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. You know, I'm thinking we just got a little bit of a problem here. We can fix that, iron that out. We got a right. little bit of a problem there. We can fix that, and, iron that out. And that's just on the field. <clears throat> so when it comes right. to whatever might be happening relationship-wise uh, between players or between players and coaches, I didn't even think any of that stuff existed. But yeah. now I'm realizing I, I'm about to use this, uh, one of Sean's favorite damn words over the past 20-something years, uh, now I'm realizing that there are factions in the locker room. Yeah, and real quick, too, I don't think that there's beef in the locker room. Oh, no, I don't think so either. I think there's just agendas. It's, a, it's um, factions. Yeah, and some guys are more concerned with social media stuff, um, looking good, you know, uh, playing for the – you know, people playing for coaches, a lot of guys on one-year deals, you know, so they're trying to get their next contract, which can, which sometimes can work in your favor, but other times it can be like, look, I need to get me. So, you know, I can, uh, I can get, get a better deal. Um, I was something I was about to say, and I forgot that quick, but I think they're just not necessarily playing as a team, when you look at that defense, I know I knew it was going to take a little while for the defense to gel, but I like, but these guys are completely out of sync in the secondary. Like, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and that may be guys, I, you know, trying to be a hero or something like that, and it's just not. And I've heard that a couple of times, like with Ronnie Harrison. I, I've heard people say him specifically. So I'm not saying this. I've heard uh, on like through sports talk that people think that he's playing uh hero ball because is he on a one year? I think they I'm not sure. I, I know they they resigned him, but I don't know what his deal yeah, is. I don't know I don't know what the structure of his contract is either, but I just heard them saying things like that and like but it ain't always happening when Ronnie Harrison is on the field. It ain't like it's always Ronnie Harrison. Right. So, you know, these broken plays, you know, I still, ultimately, I still attribute the play on the field or the or the lack of play or the lack of concentration or the lack of focus on the field. While it is still a player's thing, I still put a lot of that onus on the coaches. Mm -hmm. So to suggest that these guys are missing these assignments or playing hero ball or doing whatever, uh, defensively, I, I put that on Joe Woods, just like Baker being out of sync and being out of rhythm and not being able, like, to me, to me, I hate, I'm going to speak on the elephant in the room right now. I hate how that video came out. I don't particularly care that, care for it coming out through even if it wasn't his dad, apparently this video already existed because his dad retweeted right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but having him re him having retweeted it, basically, is still going to have the same effect whether he 
uh, chopped down the film and pieced it together himself or whether he saw it and retweeted it because that's what happened or reposted it on Instagram or whatever. Um, I don't like how that came out because again, my first thought, my initial thought when I started getting those, because I had some, I got it sent to me in text, DMs, and uh, email. Everybody's like, man, did you see this? Did you see this? I didn't even want to see it. It pissed me off because again, I, I've been trying not to have this on my team. Yeah, you knew, you knew, you knew, you knew where that was going. Soon as you, soon as I heard about, I didn't watch the video. I didn't watch the video. You but as soon as I heard about it, I was like, oh, this, this is about to go off the rails. And I didn't watch it when I first got it either. I didn't watch it at all because I was just pissed off about it. And, it, you know, again, I'm like, man, it don't matter how good or bad this video is. This is, this is just going to be a bad look, period. And now we got this crap going on. So that was, and honestly, if you look at the tone of the IG post and Facebook post, that's basically where I was at. I hadn't looked at that film at all. I was just like, man, here we go again. The Browns is browning again. This is the stuff that I didn't want to be bothered with no more. Right. It's just frustrating. Now, what made me end up watching the film was the video was the radio. I was listening to the radio and the guys that were commentating on the radio were like, <clears throat> the hosts were like, yeah, well, you know, I I did watch the video and this, I mean, it's pretty clear. He he ain't lying about this and blah, blah, blah. And the way they were talking about it, I was like, so what's on the damn video? Like, what is it? I, you know what? Let, I'm going to watch it. I, and I watched it. And I probably made it through about four, maybe five minutes and I had to cut it off. Because part of me was like scared. Part of me was like, I like flabbergasted at it. So while I didn't like this dude putting this out, I also didn't like what I saw on the video. Like ha having seen the video and then having all this stuff happen, I have way more questions and way more conspiracy thoughts than I have actual answers or actual great feelings about this entire team going forward. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever, but I'll tell you what, I'm super, super, super glad that I decided a couple weeks ago to lower my expectations. Now, my, my expectations weren't low enough for this kind of stuff, right. but it was low enough for me to look at that video and understand that, like I said, this ain't just OBJ and that's it. That it's your fault. All this is your fault. Blah, blah, blah. It ain't just Baker. It's your fault. Blah, blah, blah. It ain't just Kevin Stefanski. It's your fault. But it's, hey, man, it's your fault. Hey, it's your fault. Hey, it's your fault. And actually, it's a couple other people's fault in this thing, too. And that is where my problem exists. That's where my problem exists. Because even with OBJ out of here, I'm pissed at the Browns for not getting him out of here before now. Like, now maybe they didn't. Look, 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 let me um let me put this out there. Maybe the Browns didn't trade him because in the film they said, well, he's getting open. 
he ain't doing nothing wrong. We have to, you know, fix it somehow. And maybe they kept trying to figure out how to fix it. And for whatever reason, it wasn't working. Now the Browns kind of came out, and this is where it's going to start to get messy now, because now you're going to start the pettiness and going tit for tat. So now, you know, the Browns are feeding information to other reporters. I don't know if it was Jay Glazer. He was one of those dudes. And they come out and say, well, just because, you know, he's opening that film, I mean, he's doing the right thing, basically saying that he's freelancing routes, which um, some people are acknowledging. They say, yeah, well, he he just does that from time to time. You know what I'm saying? But now here we go. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, now you're getting information. You know, it's always, you know, three sides to the story, their side, his side, and the truth is somewhere, you know, in the middle. But we don't have time for, I mean, I'm like, all right, Brown, so now just, you know, just make a decision on what you want to do and go with it. No need to go on tit for tat or trying to prove who's right and who's wrong or try try to make him look look, look like the bad guy. I know that they pissed. I know, I know. Uh, Barry and 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 oh, Haslam and Stefanski are are pissed to the point of pissivity. Yeah, they probably mad as hell. You know, but you have to don't don't fall into the trap of going tit for tat with a guy or try to win the PR battle. It is what it is at this point. Like we all know that he was wrong for that. But here here's my thing too, and where where I kind of really start getting you know disgusted with things because I gave a lot of stuff a pass. And the reason why I gave a lot of stuff a pass is because we talked about this before. The Browns have been so bad for so long. You deal with all that negativity for so long. When we finally starting to get good and starting to turn the table, I don't want a while of negative. I want to see the positives and stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, this ain't right, but it ain't as bad as it was, you know? Um, so that's kind of the attitude I've taken, you know, kind of since we started this podcast. Um, but one thing that, I'm noticing with the, with the Browns, no matter who's what personnel we have, this team for some reason cannot stand prosperity. They <laughs> they, they they start believing in their own hype, and in a city like Cleveland, I understand this is a hard this is a hard city to play football in because when 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 we love you, we love you. These players are treated like here, are treated like gods. When when we playing well, it, they you know you you feed into their egos. I'm sure we are blowing up their egos. They go in a restaurant, probably eating for free. They they the toast of the town. But our fans are fickle, and we will turn on you quick, and it don't take long. It don't take. They already it, kind of started against you to begin with. Just just so already you right. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't take long, and when we go in. We go in, and now with social media, in the rounds with social media heavy, they read everything. They don't have the maturity to say, hey, I'm not reading this stuff. Or if I do read it, you know, I'm not going to take it personal because fans are just being fans. They're venting, or they may be trolling, you know, and stuff like that. But Baker and Odell and Jarvis and all those guys, they read, they read all that stuff and fall into that trap. Yeah. And – Here's the thing where, where, um, where Baker is wrong. Um, Baker was wrong for one for having his wife tweet out stuff. Well, I know he didn't have her do it, but she did it, 
And I don't know if he checked her or not, but that's not. He couldn't have because she continues cool. to do it. You know, um, that's that's wrong. Anytime you have these family members coming out doing that stuff, you got to put that in the bud. Now, maybe he talked to his teammates about it and squashed it. I don't know. But he was wrong on that front for starting, especially, you know, she, she took a shot at the fans first. I'm like, all right, that ain't that bad. But then she posted a video, I think, of players dropping passes and stuff yeah, like that. Started, I know Tom Brady's wife had did that before with New, when he was in New England. She did something similar. But it's like, shut up. Go sit down somewhere. That ain't your business to, to be in, you know to be involving yourself because all you're doing is making stuff worse. You're just a football player's wife, and I don't want to make it sound like that because I know people will get pissed off that I said it. But in that, in this realm, that's what you are at this point. He plays football. Whatever you do for a living, I'm sure he ain't showing up at your job talking right. crap. You know but what I mean? Stand that up for himself. Right. Yeah. Now. Here's the second um, uh, thing that Baker did that was wrong. When he leaked that injury information, you know, that the Browns didn't want him to put out to Jay Glazer. Now, I'm speculating, but I'm speculating the reason why he did that is, number one, he's catching heat from the fans, catching heat from the national media. He's also playing for a contract. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, look, so he's trying to say without saying, hey, look, I'm hurt. Cut me some slack. That's wrong. Don't do that. Don't go against the organization. If it's like that, then just sit down for a while. Period. So now you set the precedent with that. So now you're rubbing your organization the wrong way. And you probably not now, now your players are probably your, your teammates probably looking at them like, man, why you know what's going on with that? You know, so. Um, that little petty stuff, that, and that and that just shows that selfishness. That's that me first mentality. I don't think Baker's yeah, always yeah. like that, but when you, but this, but but that's little stuff like that that start creeping in, that can start fracturing, you know, the team chemistry and it's stuff like, like that. Man. With the agendas it ain't necessarily like you say some hatred towards people per yeah. se, right. but you wanna. You know, you start to have your agenda because trust me, Baker won't Baker wants to get as close to 40 million a year as possible. Um, right. and how does that happen? Well, truthfully, I would like to think that that happens by throwing touchdowns, not uh you know, by doing other some of the you know, being I'm the most accurate guy around. I don't right. you know, that's <laughs> fine. Accuracy works, but you know, you score, you don't score off accuracy, you score on touchdowns. So right. if you got, again, this is just me being me thinking what I feel is sensible anyway. If I got a guy that's open, I'm gonna throw to the guy that's open so I can get this touchdown and I can look, make it look like, like make this thing easier on yourself, basically. Right, now, now Keyshawn Johnson was on earlier. I think he's on a Rizzo show. And he made a really, really good point. First of all, Keyshawn tried to make it sound like he was better than what he actually was, but that's another story for another day. He always he thought said, he was. Even when he was actually pretty good, he thought he was awesomely great. Right. But he said you have two types of offensive systems. You have offensive systems where you design plays around your star players and make sure that they're featured in the offense. 
um, you know, and get their touches. And then you have other systems where um, the players have to play, you know, within that system. It's not going to feature one guy. And Stefanski system is that system. I remember you, I think you had said something about that. No, you posted something on Facebook and something in terms of his system doesn't, um, here's the thing that he needs star players or something like that. And that kind of goes to what you said, where his system is, and Baker kind of said that during this press conference too yesterday, where it's just that we're playing within the system. I'm not targeting or looking for one guy. I'm looking based on, you know, my progression, you know, who's open, where this guy is supposed to be in a certain place or whatever. And that's what's happening. All right. All right, we had some technical difficulties there. We do apologize, but we're back. Uh, what I was talking about before was like the systems and that uh, Keaton Johnson was on one of our local radio shows this morning. And uh, he was saying, you have two different types of systems. You have a system where um, they're going to, you know, base it around the star, star players or key players and make sure that plays are designed for them to get open and get touches. And then you have the offense kind of like what Stefanski's running, where um, it's more about those players fitting within that system. And you don't necessarily key on one guy. You pretty much go through your progressions and then you hit whoever the first read is or then who's ever open when you go down to your progressions. And uh, he was saying that's most likely where that disconnect um, is coming from. Um, because OBJ does like to freelance at times on his on some of his routes. So, um, you know, man, it's just I hate that that we, we, we're at this point again. Um, something else I had a problem with, too. And I said I wasn't going to talk about the Steelers game because it's, it's past. But I got one thing to say, and I knew we were going to lose when I saw this. And before I even say that, man, before we, you know, did started the show tonight, I was going to go on this long rant and diatribe about my feelings about what's going on. And I decided against it. I said, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I'm not even going to waste my time going through all of that because I'm just like, disgusted. it's like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go through all the dramatics and, uh, and all of that. But here's where I knew we were going to lose that game. Your, your, your biggest rival is in town. You know that they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder after we beat them in the playoffs. And you niggas have the audacity to be running around in Halloween costumes before the game. Now, some people say that's not a big deal. It's Halloween. Yes, it is a big deal because these weren't just regular. These were elaborate costumes. So instead of Miles Garrett throughout the week saying, hey, I can't wait to get my hands on Big Ben, this Negro was saying, man, I'm going to kill him with this costume. Because with all the intricate details and stuff they put, they put all that time into that instead of putting their time into focusing on Pittsburgh. And we basically, Pittsburgh didn't do anything fancy. We got out physical. I'm not about to go and backtrack through that. But that's something where these guys are not focused on the right things. They think they're better than what they are again. They're, they're, they're reading their own press, filling themselves. Um, buying into the hype and it takes like once you start winning that's a target on your back 
And for whatever reason, like like the 2007 or 2008 Browns didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. um, this iteration of the Browns will understand that the 2018, was well, the 2018 Browns, 2000, 2019, the 2019 Browns uh, I, I didn't just, understand that. I don't know if you actually went and watched uh, this, I know you was probably a uh, little bit upset to go back and watch it because you didn't want to go back and, and relive uh, the show from Sunday. But I literally said on the show Sunday, uh, the post-game show, that the, this Cleveland Browns team is only thing we're missing, honestly, right now is Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. This is, this is that same 2019, we believe the hype. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever. The worst part of that is, again, we thought we had gotten away from that. And just a little bit of touch into that Pittsburgh game, they were, they came in and their coach coached them all week long. Their coaches coached them all week long on how they were going to approach this game. I don't know that our coaches have that same approach. Not saying that they don't coach guys. Not saying that they don't have all of the the the, right. the fancy uh, schmancy uh, words and the motivational speeches and all of that. I know they do all of that stuff. I've never played for a coach really, and, and we're talking about nowhere close to on a professional level. I've never played for a coach who didn't have something they thought they needed to tell me before a game or tell a group or whatever. So I know that these people are doing that. What I don't think is happening, A, I don't think it's translating, which makes me think in certain ways that there's more than one person that's disliking what's happening. Yeah, like like the drop passes, like you never see Jarvis drop balls like that, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not you know, he's dropping pass every now and then, but not like that, and not in in in, in key situations. No, that you know. So when fumble. stuff like that is happening, I know like, like stuff is not all hunky dory. But I could, I could honestly put Jarvis's situation. I could label that an anomaly. Yeah, uh, just because it's one of those things that don't I, like. I don't think he's ever had a game, that, at least while he was with us. He may have when he was down in Miami, but I don't believe he's ever had a game for us where he's had two drops in a game, and I definitely don't think he's ever had a, a, a game with us where he's had two drops and a fumble. Right. Now, so, he's playing hurt, too. But, no, he's, you know, he's but, definitely but, hurt, but he's out. But, but, but we had a no-excuse no policy, you know, on this shit. that thing right. that hit him in the hand that, on that third down, not the, not the uh, one that had a little bit of defense behind him, uh, the third down, I think it was third and eight or something like that. Getting right in the hands. You got to catch that, homie. And and that's all, you know, for me, all of these guys have a job. All of these guys have a job. And on every level, I see where cats really haven't been doing their jobs. Right. And, and that's why people were blaming, trying to blame this person. I blame the whole team. Everybody's playing average. The only, the only, the only position group that's that that I that I would give a high passing grade to is the running game. It's the running game. The running backs. 
in the, uh, in the offensive the, line. That's it. Yeah, That's the only got the number one running game. We got the number one running offense in the NFL. We have the number, I think the number 10 overall offense in the NFL. We have the number 26 passing offense in the NFL. And like I was trying to tell some people uh, during all of this, this fiasco, people were like, oh, well, that's because because <laughs> of Odell. Every, oh. listen, man, every freaking problem is not because of Odell. And if the team ain't play, if Baker ain't playing good because Odell's on the field and he's he's not throwing him the ball a lot, it's not like he's getting them, throwing them like 15 passes and the dude's only catching two passes. That's not what's happening. I know it feels like that. I know at times it even seems like that, but that's not what's actually happening. No, I don't feel like that to me at all. I, listen, I'm talking, I'm saying this is what I was saying to other people. It may yeah. feel like that to you, but that's not what's happening. And if you're gonna talk about the drop passes, which is fair, because again, we're talking about people who have a job. If you're a receiver, you're supposed to catch with your hands and catch those passes. So just like these guys are dropping passes, we Baker's job is to throw the passes. I've never played quarterback uh, on, a, on a very high level. We've played it in the street. All of us have. Um, I've, I've played point guard, which is similar to a quarterback. You have the ball. The majority of the time, especially the way the game used to be played, where the point guard is the guy who brings the ball up. My job is to make sure that these guys get the ball in the right spots where they can shoot easily. They're comfortable. How do you like? Oh, you like. OK, you like it up here like this on your alley-oop. Oh, you don't like to. OK, that's what your job is. So if we're going to talk about how this guy ain't doing his job. Let's talk about how this guy ain't doing his job because he can't do his job without this guy. Right. And that's the, and that's a confusing part about everything. What, well, I would be interested to see how they play against Cincinnati without having Odell out there. I, I'm um, going to get into that. Cause I, I got two theories about that. But, yeah. That's, I, I want to see how that plays out, but I kind of should wait till it play out, plays out before I make this statement, but. I just don't understand. You know, I just don't understand. Like, what is it about him being on the field that causes Baker to be so erratic? Now, I know one reason why he's erratic, injury notwithstanding, is I think because he's playing for that contract. He's not playing loose. He's playing not to make a mistake because he's not going down because he's double clutching. He's not being confident with his throws. He's not just playing football. He's right. Because here's the thing about here's the thing about Mayfield. This is what this is my my opinion on Baker Mayfield, and I think it's a fair opinion. A lot of people who don't like him at all are just calling him, he's a bum. I never liked him. He's always been a bum. Blah 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 blah. That's not true. I've seen him like last year when he had like the, about a what a, about a five or six game stretch where he was hot. He was playing ball, man. Playing confident, accurate. So I know that he can play, but it's something mental with him that makes him at some points in time where he just doesn't, he's just plays like he's uncomfortable. 
And that's <laughs> the thing that worries me, you know, like what is causing that? So that's yeah. why I'm interested in seeing when, when he doesn't have Odell out there um, Sunday that's, to that's, see what, you know, how he plays. That's, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny that you would say that that way. Because unfortunately, we only have two games this season where Odell didn't play and Baker uh, Baker did play. And, you know, in those particular games, Baker, I mean, again, he didn't, he hasn't, to be honest, he hasn't looked awful all year. He just hasn't done anything to make you say, hey, I can see why this guy's the quarterback. Right. I mean, he, he looked good against KC. I, he, he looked good against KC, and then he was uh, much, much above average against Houston. Like, he did what he had to do against, he, you know, he Houston was, to win that game. He was solid against KC. Because, again, that's a game where you don't have no touchdowns. I don't – Well, here's my thing about that, though. In fairness – Hold bro, on. You hold can't on, have 29 points, and, and you didn't throw a touchdown. Well, hold on, hold on. In, in fairness – the Browns have like more rushing touchdowns than like the whole league. You know what I'm, I'm saying? So, so I didn't, I didn't say he needed to have five touchdowns. He, I, he didn't have no touchdowns. Bro. No, well, no. What I'm saying is a lot of that is from the the run. You know, you get down there. The guy we they're, we actually they're actually doing what we want them to do is I, run the ball when when they get down there. I'm not I'm not complaining about them running the ball in the red zone. I'm not talking about none of that. You're you. Are playing for the contract, not me. No, you, no, 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 no. All, all I'm saying is, though, that's going to skew that number just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not excusing, you know, everything. I, but I don't care about the. I don't care if he has five touchdowns in the game. He don't need that. That's I don't what I'm care. saying. But, but, but those rushing touchdowns are going to skew some of those numbers. Like, 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 how many rushing touchdowns did they have that game? Though, I, I understand that part of it, Sean. This man didn't have no touchdowns. I don't need him to have five a game. He could and should have at least one. He well, had see, now, 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 to me, it all depends on how the game flows because I don't so care. We have, like, so we have you, officially we have four in that game, four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so, so if it just so happens that if he's missing guys in the end zone that game, I have a problem with that. If it just so happens they got down there and they just happened to run it in and he didn't have the opportunity to, to do it. I'm fine with it. Is, what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm cool with that. So I'm fine with that. It, but if we, it, it depends to me, this, it just depends on how the game, but I don't want to kill him for not I, having I, no I, touchdown passes. If he didn't have it. That's the crazy part. I'm yeah. not killing him. I'm being honest. He ain't had no touchdowns. He needs to throw a touchdown. You're a quarterback. Throw a touchdown. We lost that game by four points. You know what could help? You throwing a touchdown. No, that's not fair. That it, that's listen, not fair. If you let me finish my, 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 my sentence and stop trying to defend this guy, and I'm not killing him. I'm making I'm a point. I'm not defending him. I'm just trying to – but that's, that, that's, not, that's not fair. It is fair. No, it's not. That's it not fair. fair. I didn't say that we lost the game because of him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not blaming him that we lost the game. What I said is he's the freaking quarterback. So 
He don't need to throw no touchdowns all year. That's all not what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's, that's, and I'm not that's, saying that's the opposite not what of that. Saying. And I'm not saying the opposite of that. What I'm saying is he needs to throw some touchdowns. He needs to throw some touchdowns. He can't he keep having games. He needs to throw when, he them when they're touchdowns. there. Huh? He needs to throw them when the, when, the, when the opportunity presents itself. The opportunities have presented themselves, and he hasn't done that, Sean. I'm talking about I'm talking about the KC game. I'm not talking I'm about talking the rest. About I'm talking the about that game in particular. I'm sure he had an opportunity. But if you – listen, man, stop it. So he need to have some touchdowns. He came out of that game with 312 yards and no touchdowns. On what was it, 28? Yeah, well, what 28. difference does it make if you if you run it in or you throw it in? You just want to score, listen, right? Listen, listen. He should have a touchdown. He's a solid. Why? I mean, what why? I, mean, I don't understand one. like why why He's is that a big deal? You scored 29 points. You telling me you can't okay. So Let's just disagree because we'll go back and forth over that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm Whatever. saying I'm like I don't care how they get, just get the damn touchdown. I don't care who get it, and I don't care who get, get it either. I ain't saying he got to get it, but he should have one. You just saying he need. You just said he need to get it. I said he need to throw a touchdown. A touchdown? Am I asking too much to want my quarterback to what, throw what, a what, touchdown? What, Damn. What if he don't have opportunity to throw? I one? didn't say that. I didn't say the right guard needs to throw a touchdown. <laughs> I didn't say the defensive end needs to throw a touchdown. My quarterback, <laughs> this supposed guy who wants forty million dollars a year, should throw a touchdown. That's all. Well, he scored four on the ground. What difference I, does it make? He, he should throw a touchdown, man. He should throw a touchdown. He threw it. He, he listen. You know what he shouldn't throw? You know what I, when I do want to see zeros, is the picks. He really hasn't turned the ball over, in terms of picks. I can appreciate that. I'm not gonna tell you he can't go a game without getting a pick. I know that some <laughs> shit happens. Look, so I don't not, care. I'm not killing the dude. I don't care I'm how they score now. Now, now I do get concerned when he missed guys and when you miss easy touchdowns in the end zone. And he does that often. And he, and he has done that. Now, those are the ones I'm, I'm concerned about. For me, like, as long as you – And uh, I don't want to go – didn't I just say – didn't we just say we weren't going to go back to Pittsburgh? Oh, like, on, go ahead. To uh, Hooper. That should have been a touchdown. Hooper should have caught that. However, the ball was – it, it wasn't a well-placed ball. It wasn't a well-placed ball. Exactly. So it's like a – you know, it hit you in the hands. You got to catch that hoop. You got to catch that hoop. But if I'm right, got to catch that fake, just like put a little something to where this dude just kind of is easy. Right. But again, like you said, to your absolute point, or to your point, absolutely, rather, he's pressing. And I don't get why he's pressing so hard because it just hit me while you were talking a little bit ago. He's then already picked up the fifth year option. So even if you don't get the contract, you know, at the end of this season, you're hey, you're going to get the contract. You may not yeah, get. I, I, think, I think his salary escalates next year anyway to something it's like it's like eighteen, nineteen million, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So like yeah. you don't have to play like <laughs> like man. If I don't get this, we ain't gonna be able to buy uh, that house that I right. want. But he, he's pressing too to to prove people wrong. But listen, bro. He supposedly 
that's his his stick, right? To right. be the the guy who is the walk on guy everywhere he's gone. He's proved everybody wrong every step of the way. So this should be second nature. It shouldn't be something that he has to ramp himself up to do. And, yeah, well, and, and, and not to mention, the, I'm not going to leave this out, not to mention the dude is hurt. So he's hurt. The offensive line has been jacked up. And we've already seen that Baker before. That Baker was the 2019 Baker that held the ball too long, that thought about it too long, that didn't throw the ball away, that didn't slide. And we're seeing that same Baker right now. Right. So I think yeah. all of that stuff is is playing uh, shit and, and talking about injury. And like, like the Browns get hurt every other play, somebody's limping off the damn field. I mean, and listen, how my man come back from the knee injury and dislocate his elbow. Like, right. it'd be different if he just hurt his knee again. You get this, this dude got a whole nother injury. Yep. So like, it's tough on that, on that end. But a lot of those sacks, like even in that, uh, I don't think they intended to show this, but even in the video uh, that came out where he was missing Odell, had he hit other, it was other people that were open on those plays. And he's he's waiting for like this perfect, like you were saying, he's waiting on like this perfect throw so I don't make this mistake. And in waiting for that perfect throw, you give the pass rush time to get to you, which now he's scrambling and running and spinning. And now he's not eyes focused downfield, et cetera, et cetera. So like, it's all starting to work uh, against him and, and how he's, playing now can I, I want to move a little bit past those two guys obj and okay and then, and i want to talk about kevin stefanski because and even some of the front office these guys had to see some of this coming they had to see they're too smart andrew barry and those guys are too smart to kind of not see some of this coming i know they ain't see it like this i nobody saw really saw this part of it but I mean, seeing that this dude was going to be disgruntled, seeing that this guy was going to be frustrated and told, to be honest with you, I can't blame him from this standpoint. I don't like what they did. I don't like how they put that out there. I don't like that it caused issues within and show that there's issues within the organization, but we got to talk about the issues now, right? What, what, what do you think would have happened if that, tape never came out i i think that it would have been less issue it would have been less of an issue because the tape basically <laughs> it's an indictment on on baker and it's also because here's what i got out of the tape. this is one of the reasons why the, the tape kind of scared me and left me feeling kind of despondent left me kind of feeling like i don't know what to do next because the stuff that i saw on the tape one of two things is happening here and it's and it's baker either this dude cannot hit wide open receivers which is a problem or this guy is purposely and purposefully not trying to throw to somebody who's wide the hell open both of those are a problem i don't think it's the second one just to be clear just to be clear, I don't think it's 
that he's purposely not throwing OBJ the ball. However, I do know that there may be some people telling him not to force it to OBJ. So yeah, I, I, was, still, just, I was just about to say that, like subconsciously. Not, yeah, 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 right. But I don't think he's just like, I ain't throwing it to his ass. I think he's probably like, ah, I think I can get it, but no, I'm going to hit this guy right here. So he's still doing it in essence, but I don't think he's going out there with the plan. Like he's putting on this helmet, like I'm not throwing a 13. I don't care what happens. Because yeah, what's, what's stupid, even the game when uh, I think OBJ's first game back, he had something like five, six catches for about 70, 80 yards. Mm-hmm. People was coming on the radio talking about, yeah, he was forcing it to OJ. He was right. Those are regular throws, but and you know, all, like, like, like these players, y'all need to stop listening to the media, social media. They can't. It's too late. Or, 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 or even if you do listen to it, just like check that off. It's bro, like God, please, bro. But bro, them them cats is not. They are not built like we were built. Their skin is not as thick. The One thing was, were they born into that though? They they born into into the computer. Yeah, for sure. generation. Like yeah. I don't understand this whole cyber bullying. I don't know what the heck that is. Yeah, I, I'm like shoot. I if you say something to me on on the computer, I'm like, all right, bet I'll be outside uh in the field in like 20 minutes. You want to see me? Right. We ain't, we ain't got to go back and forth through, through no text message. We don't have to go back and forth through no Facebook. We exactly. Can just, we could just talk about it outside. I bet you ain't finna do that. Right. You know, but it's a different dynamic with these guys. Um, and it's, they they can't. Like, they can't. Like, when I saw Baker put out something uh, about, you know, when we get to the stadium, we need the fans and we need y'all to be. I was like, man, shut up and study your book and get ready for the game. I don't. You want us to cheer? Do something to make us cheer, bro. That's when we we're gonna cheer anyway because it's the Browns versus Steelers. Like right. the stuff that you're the stuff that you're talking about, like them coming in and costumes and up. Don't tell me what to do as a fan. I already know what to do. I need you, Mister Quarterback. I, and listen, I don't need you not to make commercials. Do your thing. That's your free time. I know you're not making commercials when you should be practicing. Like some other goofballs think, make your commercials, make your money, get them chips, bro. But don't tell the fans what they need to do, man. Just go play football. And if you play football in these here Cleveland streets and do it well, you ain't never got to tell us to cheer when you somewhere, anywhere. We're going to make sure that we do it. Just go do it. Exactly. And, And that's not me being a jackass. That's just me being honest. We already, most of us already like you. The people who don't like you, it don't matter what the hell you do. They ain't going to like you anyway. And that's what I was saying about OBJ. OBJ ain't did nothing or said nothing or been loud or been crazy. He ain't got into a fight um, with the with the practice field goal net. He ain't done none of that stuff while right. he was here. These cats couldn't wait for one thing to happen wrong. For them to be like, I told you he wasn't shit. I told you, man, stop it. Stop. Because when he wasn't doing anything, you continued to say he was doing something with no proof. With no proof. But, you know, like once a thief, always a thief. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Right. Once, once and, a mouth, 
always a malcontent. And, here, and here's a, another reason why I hate that we back in this position. Even before this video came out, the Browns just have been playing well. Because now i got to have dumbass conversations with random people out in public when I have my Browns gear on. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? Because people just automatically stop me. Hey, what's wrong with them? And then they go on this. And most, and most of the time, and then the first thing that come out of their mouth is, we got to get rid of Baker. That's what I hear. Um, sometimes it's, it's Odell. I was going to say it's one of the time it's Baker. But this, this I go to my, my, my local days, which I hate, by the way. I can't stand days, but it's close. That's another story. So the security guard, as soon as I walk in, <laughs> as soon as I walk in, security guard, and he actually calls 92.3 all the time. I think it's, it's uh, Larry the Motivator. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You've got to be Yes. Famous. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he's a security guard at my local names. Hey, man, ain't no way on earth I'm talking to Larry the Motivator on the street. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> the first thing out of his mouth, man, Baker Mayfield racist. I'm like, man, I was like, where you get that from? Because he you ain't going old jail on purpose. Like, you know like, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> But I'm like, but he throws to Jarvis and Higgins. So, what you mean he's, so, you know what I'm saying? But that, that's an example. That's the stupid shit that I got to deal with now no. because the Browns want to act the fool. Hey, you know, <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, man. <laughs> it's the days over there in Checker Square. That's true. No, that's true because that's just how it is. You have on all your, all your stuff. And, you know, I, I'm downtown a lot. So, I'll go downtown. I'm downtown Monday morning. And the first thing I grabbed, because it was a little chilly Monday morning, I just grabbed a hoodie off the coat rack and threw it on. I'm driving to take my kids to school. And I looked down. I happened to look down. I said, man, I can't believe I got this on right now. Like, you know, the day after that game, I didn't feel like being all browned out. However, I was browned out. I had on a Browns sweatshirt so as soon as i got downtown i walked across the street to get some coffee <clears throat> and i walked in and there was like five people in line and all of them were like oh i know you're upset I, well i wasn't thinking about it until you just said something like right. I, don't, I don't and i don't know if i look like i want to talk about browns all the time but it feels like people think i want to talk about the browns all the yeah. time Dude, walked the same way yeah, man, they pissed me off, man. I know you mad, too. I, I am. I don't want to talk about it, though, bro. I, I talk about it as I try to save my talk for this stuff so that I don't go berserk. Because if I talk about it too much, then I don't want to talk about it at all. Like, right. So. <clears throat> but, but, but you were going to make a point about Stefanski before we went off the rails there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. I just, I feel like these guys should have saw a lot of this coming. Um, and I think they should have tried to move this dude um, before the trade deadline. Like, I think it's part of me that feels like they didn't want to do it because they didn't want to hear the rumblings in the building. So they were trying to, like, work it out maybe or trying to make, make it, you know, work somehow. But at this point, 
Stefanski kind of pissed me off on Monday when they were like, oh, Odell only got the one target. Um, how how does this dude only get the one target? And he was like, oh, well, I, you know, that's on me. I got to work harder, try to figure out a way to get him to ball. Listen, that was the stupidest statement out of all of the stuff that I had heard during the week, uh, during from after the game, rather. What the hell do you mean? You two years into this, or a year and a half into this, and you've been with this guy for a year and a half. This ain't last year, where you're still trying to figure it out. And we're in week eight, and you have to figure out a way to get this guy to ball? And that's part of my problem with him and this offense, because I don't think he means I got to figure out a way to get him the ball because I'm sure he could draw up a play or a couple plays to get him the ball. I think what he means, he's so analytically inclined. He's like, well, how do I get him involved and not mess up what I, how the game should be going for us or the way I want to call this game? Because I don't really want to call that play. But what he was doing last year before OBJ got hurt, he was getting them on, on sweeps, reverses, bubble screens, anything like that to try to get them involved early. He's not doing that at all this year. Matter right, of fact. And that's, what I, and that's what I mean. Like, how, what do you mean that you got to figure something out? No, you don't. He, he doesn't even sit none. When I think about it, and I could be wrong. I don't even remember OBJ like going in motion. I'm sure he does. No, I don't, time, I don't, I don't but there's not much. I think it's there's like shifts, but there's not like a, you know, uh, he comes from the left across to the right and they call go right as this dude is getting set so that the defense ain't totally set. But I don't think any of that stuff is actually happening. Um, and, you know, watching this guy's footwork, when people say he's not elite, when people say he's not, he, he is not the same guy. Nobody is. I ain't the same guy I was last year. <laughs> you know, you just, as you get older, you're not, you're not the same guy. However, he's, he doesn't have all the catches. He doesn't have all the flash. He doesn't have all the pop, but he's the best receiver that we have. There's nobody on the team with better footwork. There's nobody on the team with, who can run around better. And yeah, we do know that his kind of freelancing is, a problem for the rhythm of the offense. But bro, if we run in a play and I look up and and this dude is 20 yards down the field, you mean to tell me you can't just look up and throw the ball? Just look up and throw the ball. So I'm always baffled by that kind of stuff. And again, I never played. So I don't know what intricacies go into this, but it don't seem like it doesn't seem like it should be that complicated. But I think Stefanski could do a better job or could have done a better job of solving some of this because he's got to know that his quarterback is under stress and pressure too. You the coach, you got to handle this shit. You got to get in front of these problems. You have to be the mediator at times. You might need to call OBJ into the office to have a meeting just to talk. What do you want to see in the office? Like, what do you think is not happening? I'm quite sure he probably tried to talk to him, but I don't know that he wanted to have that conversation with him. Not that conversation. Not what do you think the offense is not doing for you or how do you feel? Because a lot of coaches ain't going to have that. It's not like an indictment on Kevin Stefanski that he didn't want to have that specific conversation. Right. But if you want to have this team 
on the same page or at least make it seem like you want them on the same page, sometimes you got to ingratiate yourself as the boss, as the field general guy. I'm calling the plays, bro. I can, <clears throat> I think I like to see you do this and that or the fit. The other part of it is this offense has to get less rigid, man. It has to be more flexible. You have to start calling plays or at least utilizing what you do well more often. Baker Mayfield was hurt last week and he stood in that pocket and threw 31 times. I think that's ridiculous. You also had a lot more three tight end sets because you was trying to protect your quarterback. Well, that hampers what you want to do on the field, which is why I said he shouldn't have started. If that's what you got to do, and now it bogs down the offense to the tune of 10 damn points, we can't do that in Cincinnati. So he has to stop being so analytically inclined. We done scored 14 points, 14 points, 17 points, and 10 points. Right. And, and you know, and five out of our last, uh, four out of our five, last five games. Your offense stinks right now, bro. And now you're doing it with one less uh, abled body. So yeah. it will be interesting to see how <clears throat> going forward uh, against Cincinnati, you know, in this in this crazy road game that they got coming up. Because on the on the heels of this week, going into that game, it's going to be interesting to see what levels of preparation, um, what levels of the energy. Because here it is Thursday night. And I'm exasperated right now. I almost don't even want to see the game on Sunday. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't mean I don't want to see the game, but I'm almost like I'm just freaking tired of the whole thing. Yeah, I know one thing. I'll probably be at home watching this game. I kind of don't want to be out watching this game. Like, seriously. Like, I'm going to be so, like, on edge that people talking shit is going is to piss me off. Yeah, when and I'm, I don't want. I don't want really it. It's gonna piss me. Like I need. I need to be just at home, like in my own little bubble, watching this game. I don't want to have to walk out of a bar and <laughs> my way home from there. Right. I want to just be at home, and if I need to, just turn the damn channel. If if that's what, if that's what needs to happen. But you know, uh, one thing is for certain: if two things ain't for sure. I was watching, uh, I watched Red Wright 88 as a kid and Kevin Stefanski was born the next year. Um, I watched the fumble, the drive, and watched the Browns go back to a cha AFC championship game before Odell and Baker were born. What the hell does any of that mean? It means that I was a Browns fan before any of them dudes got on this planet. And I'm going to be a Browns fan after them dudes ain't nowhere on this team. So ultimately for me, where my loyalty rests, it ain't in no, ain't in no quarterback and it ain't in no coach and it ain't in no wide receiver. My loyalty lies. That's with what I feel. Yeah, people keep picking sides. I'm in this camp. I'm in that camp. I'm in the Cleveland Browns camp, like period. Right. And, and I'm going to be, no matter who's on this team. If yeah. I root it, and, and had my fingers crossed and wished 
the best for Pat Shermer? Pat Shermer. I wanted to see Pat Shermer win. He's terrible. But <clears throat> I wanted to see him win. I rooted for Chris Palmer. He was terrible. Right. But I did. So what I'm saying is, ain't none of y'all bigger than the entity that I actually root for. Because when y'all gone, I'm going to still be having on my Browns colors. I'm going to still be showing my goofy ass up somewhere on Sunday, whether it's my house or whether it's a bar or whether it's a friend's house or whether it's the, the stadium. I'm going to be doing those things because that's what I've right. always done. So I want to see my team win. All right, RP, well, let me ask you this. Since we're coming up on, I think we've been going maybe about what, an hour, 20 minutes, hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. Where do we go from here going into Cincinnati? I know you said you had a couple of theories how you thought that Baker would, how he would play. Either after, after all of this has happened this week, either this team is going to go to Cincinnati and get blown out, or they're going to go down there and light it up. I don't really think it's going to be in between. I feel the exact same way. I feel you. And, and the thing about it is we're going to know how that game is going to go within that within that that first – I won't say like the first quarter, but somewhere in that first half, we'll know exactly how this game is going to go and where their mind state is. Because uh, I've always said every time the Browns have some adversity, I say, you know what, you're going to see what your team is made up of and what your coach is made up of. Now – at one point in time, I thought that I know I knew what this team was. But now I know I have no idea. Um, and that's why I'm not going to make a prediction on this game because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what team I have right now. I don't know who these guys are out here with all this stuff going on. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know who they are right now. So they got to prove all over to me. Y'all got to show me who y'all are. I'm not making no prediction because I really I don't know. You, I tell you what. I said last week after the game in the post-game show that we weren't going to make the playoffs after that loss. And a, a lot of that was that was emotional, but honestly, I also backed that up by saying, oh, we still got nine more games to play. Of course we could make it. We damn near have to go six and three, and I'm, I'm not even sure we're going to go three and three in the division at this point. Yeah. So after having a couple of days to manage my thoughts, I ain't too far off of that. Still kind of close to where I felt in that. But we have to we have to win this game. And this is what happens when you don't approach every single game like a must win. Remember exactly. I said that? Yeah, right. Now you're in a, in a in a do or die situation. Well, stop thinking that you got all right. It's nothing faster than a football season. It's like opening day. I mean, the uh, season opener, or whatever you want to call it. And then the next thing you know, it's week eight. It happens fast. So we're stuck in a must win in a really tough game against a pretty solid football team. Uh, who's going to be a little bit pissed off themselves because they got waxed 
And I'm only saying wax because nobody expected them to lose that game. If you lose to the Jets, you get blown out whether you lose by one or you lose by 30. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, they got, they got whacked. So, and now and now you put yourself in the corner. We got to go down to go down in that beehive, you know, limp, literally limp it into that stadium mentally, physically, and spiritually. Now, in years past, I've seen my team go and win games like that. Well, we, we don't know how they're going to do it, what they got to do to pull it off, everything. Stacked. Now, I've seen the Cleveland Browns do that before. But I got to see this iteration of the Browns do that. Um, and the question is, they got they got to show me. They have to show me who they are. If they go in there and lay down, and that lets me know exactly who they are. Well, I ain't saying that if they lose, it's short, but it's like it's how they lose. You go in there and you and you right. lay down and you don't fight, right? And you give up, yeah. you know. And you let them, let them exactly know like what, what you are and what you stand for right now. You have to. Like, you don't have... You, we, don't have I, we don't have opportunities to, to figure you know, out what we think or feel. You know, because Stefanski said something that I was surprised to hear him say because he's so scripted. He said, we're fighting for our lives. He, normally did, he, 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 no, he He's right. He normally doesn't talk like that. Well, you know what happened? Part of that is Part of what happened is the stuff that's been going on this week. Like this week is a different kind of week, so you gotta mm-hmm. you might have to be a little more demonstrative to, to you know to, to do the smoke and mirrors to keep everybody from focusing over here on the left. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta say something different, you know, Baker. I was cracking up because I you know I worked union jobs before. Baker was supposed to do his normal press conference uh, yesterday. And they postponed it. And when they said they postponed it, I was like, oh, I know what happened. They, they was like, Baker, come here. Come come in here and sit down. <laughs> Union rep showed up <laughs> and had to tell him exactly what to say and exactly what not to say. Like, we, we can't have you saying this. We can't have you saying that. We can't you tell your wife to delete those tweets and those likes on those tweets. We need you. And she did. We need you to do all these things. We need you to hit all these marks. And he did. Everybody's like, oh, Baker did a really good job. Baker only did a really good job because he had to think about that. He had to. They, them PR folks got his behind together. Yeah. The, the one a thing. A lot of what's happening is happening because right. of the CBA. Like, Odell is doing this by the letter of the CBA, which is why he keeps showing up to practice. Uh, they can't. To suspend him for something that his dad put out because they didn't know that he did it. He didn't do it. Even if he said, Dad, do that for me. Which I don't know if anybody knows anything about black fathers in sports. I don't necessarily think that Odell signed off on it. I think his dad was like, Hey man, F this. You you ain't finna keep doing my kid wrong. I've seen black ass do things. Not that, but just go off. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to coach. It's because of parents. I don't want to coach because parents was nuts. So you can't have those dynamics happen. But that's what happened. 
on the team. What you have to do now as the Browns is circle your wagons, go down here to Cincinnati, and try to figure out how to score in the fourth quarter for the first game in the last three or four games. You have to score in the fourth quarter. You're going to need right. to be in the fourth quarter. I don't know how we're going to do that because we haven't shown that we can score more than 17 points. Right. And, and memo to, 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 to Joe Woods, man, stop being a punk, please. Stop all this soft-ass shit. I can't take it no more, man. It's like he, he oh, mad inconsistent. Like, stop. They stop better be it. ready this week because uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd is going to like – and Joe Burrow is going to like y'all asses up. Yeah, I'm like, y'all sit there and let, and let, let that old, decrepit, fat, slow – 85-year-old quarterback standing in the pocket all day. I'm like, y'all ain't going to bring no pressure. Bring no blitz. Y'all ain't going to bring no blitz on this to none. I'm like, come on, Joe. And you playing off their receivers. They didn't have no speed out there. Uh, Are you going to you, you playing off the receiver? I'm like, come on. Like, every time I saw Greedy Williams start backpedaling, I'm like, all the dude going to do is run three yards, turn around and catch the first down. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, y'all. I'm like, come on. They don't have Pittsburgh don't have any real speed. And I was like, get y'all. Uh, the other guy, Deontay, what's his name? Deontay Johnson. He's I don't know that bastard's name. Oh, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's talking decent. about. He's only decent. He's only right. decent. He's not Juju Smith. At least Juju Smith is more than decent. So y'all got beat by a bunch of regular guys. You, these guys y'all going to see on Sunday, they are not regular guys. These guys are actually really good ball players. They got a really, they got a good singing quarterback. The plus side, they give up about two and a half to three sacks a game. So we know that we can touch Joe. Yeah, Woods. Cincinnati's offensive line is awful, which means that that Joe Woods ain't going to blitz again. That's all that means. <laughs> Well, you know, he ain't going to use that to his advantage. He's not going to blitz because he's scared of them damn wideouts. Well, you've already said that. When they face those teams where he has a little bit of a threat, he don't send no extra pressure because he wants to put everybody in space only for them to give up a 200-yard <laughs> touchdown to a run wide open. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, like, it's like, look, Browns, I need y'all to get this together. Like, seriously, I need y'all to get y'all act together. Like, like for real. Because I'm on the verge of going back in my little cubby hole where it was safe, where I was back in, in 2015. And this is, is going to be a boring-ass podcast. If the Browns lose this game on Sunday, especially if they lose and they get blown out, this is going to be a boring-ass podcast for the rest of the year. Because yeah, I ain't got nothing else to say. I mean, what, what else am I going to say? Look, we're going to be on the podcast talking about did you watch the game? Nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I will do is start focusing my energy on teams that decided they actually want to play hard, like, like the Cavs. Now, I've I dogged the Cavs all off season, And it's still fool's gold. It's only a matter of time before, oh, you know, because they're, they're doing exactly what I said. I said they're going to knock off some teams they ain't supposed to early. Everybody ain't playing hard. It's gonna look really good, but then once they start playing hard, because you can see it now. Like anytime a team starts pressing the Cavs and put that pressure on, they kind of fall apart. That's either here nor there. But they're playing hard. I enjoy watching them. I'll put my energy behind the Cavaliers if if the Browns decide that they want to 
tank the rest of this season and have like a bunch of bitches. I'll just go ahead and, and, and put my energy behind the Cavalier. Also, on the side note, real quick, so I know we got to wrap this thing up soon. Uh, the Indians are being sued by the, the roller derby team that has an end of guard. I hope they lose that loss. I really hope the Indians lose. That's what's Right, so they can pick a better name. <laughs> I just needed to say that to get my mind because I was about to go on a dark path with the Browns. I don't think they're going to get sued like that. I think what's going to happen is, and, and, and they want, I think, with the roller derby team. I mean, this roller derby team was worth about, I don't know, $6,000. They want, they want a check. That's all they want. Yeah, that's all it is. They just want a check because I think. I don't think the name is trademarked. However, everything that the Indians want to do with the with the logo and stuff like that is almost the exact same thing. Right. So like they, they said, the World Derby team said that the Indians offered them $8,300 um, before <laughs> all this stuff popped off. And said that's what, what, what pissed them off and made them. Well, sick. listen, once again, the team is worth $6,000. <laughs> They gave you $2,000 worth of value for that. <laughs> Who the hell even watches roller derby, bro? I didn't know we even had a roller derby team. I know. I didn't either. Nobody they probably, knew. They probably play in the school cafeteria somewhere. And they got, or, or the Catholic church, you know, uh, <laughs> basement, right. you got people in the front playing bingo, and they got the roller derby in the back. <laughs> so, um. But I, I just kind of threw that out there, man, because I was about to go on a dark path with the Browns, and I said, I'm not going to do that. So I'm not going to go down that road. I, I didn't want to go crazy today. I, I, I've i been going crazy most of the most of the week <laughs> with this with this stuff, talking people off the ledge, trying to tell people there's way more going on than just these two guys. This dude's father did this, but y'all don't say nothing about Baker's wife you know, yada, yada, just like, it's just one thing after another thing. It ain't all Baker. Why do y'all hate Baker? Ain't that great, but Baker ain't that bad. You know, unfortunately, I'll come up with a nickname for Baker the way he's playing right now. And a part of that is this offense that he's in. I call him basic Mayfield. He, yeah, you know what, too? And it's the, it's just, if I could get the rookie guy that was here, that was being compared to Brett Favre, this ain't Brett Favre. Yeah. Right, no, not at all. Brett Favre didn't give a damn. He wasn't this worried about nothing. Like, Brett Favre was just gonna play. They, you know what? You know was 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 weird too. Like you know, even in that Pittsburgh game, those last two drives, he was actually making the throws and putting them where they had to be. And then everybody decided that we just dropping everything today. I didn't want to catch that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, man, because. Everybody, I was watching the game with my dad and my uncles and stuff like that, right? And they are all anti-Baker. And <laughs> so so soon as the balls, you know, so when he was throwing the balls and they were incomplete, they were like, see, he, he ain't putting the ball there. And I'm like, no, he put those balls there. And they showed the replay. They're like, oh, yeah, he did. They just dropped it. You know. You know. And, but, and just, it but, but, that, but I just say that to say this. That's just the 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 weirdness of this season where nothing is nothing is in sync, you know. So when he when he when he is putting the ball there, they ain't catching it. And then other times he's just being erratic and you know and 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 off and unconfident. You know what I'm saying? So I don't that's know. That's a problem too. You can't. He can't yeah. do all of that. The dude. Yeah, can't you do can't. All. Right. He's just all. He's just all all over the place. 
So we just down the Browns are painting into a corner. They have to go down to Cincinnati and win this game. It's going to be the absolute zoo. They call that stadium the jungle. That's exactly what it's going to be Sunday. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. And I already, I already got Cincinnati fans texting me, uh, asking me, am I coming? All this kind of stuff. I'm not coming down there. No, I'm not going down there. Do, do, do you know, like, for the simple fact, I don't, and this is going to sound real negative, and people, some people will call me a fake fan for saying this. The reason why I wouldn't go to a game like this right now, somebody even gave me some tickets, because if we lose, that'll be the worst ride. It's too far to come back home. Back home. Yeah, it's too that, that that'd be the worst ride back <clears throat> home, like ever. I I just had to do that on Sunday coming back from the, the, the Pittsburgh game. Like it was it was the worst walk. And I'm walking back, of course, in a sea of uh the stupid Pittsburgh black and gold. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, like I don't mentally I can't I can't handle that right now. I, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and I'm comfortable at my own home. Miles from home. We go yeah. our asses all the way down to Cincinnati. Matter of fact, I'm and cooking. We, I'm cooking a big Sunday dinner for the fam. I'm gonna like cook some greens, some. <laughs> a roast. I'm cooking like a big ass dinner to make sure you're at home, <laughs> right? <laughs> so if we lose. I know I got a nice home cooked meal. That's funny. On me, a nice comfort meal to kind of help me make me feel better. If these bastards go down here and get their ass beat by Cincinnati, because I'm telling you that that I've been cool. Like after the Pittsburgh loss, out I, I was cool Monday morning. I was cool up until the point when all this stuff jumped off. But if we lose to Cincinnati, we pretty much get eliminated from the playoffs and we still got half the season to endure. Yes. I'm not going to be in a good space. No. I'm not. It's simply, it's simply that I'm not going to be in a good space no. mentally. I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be an asshole. Period. And then did this to me. That's it's how been I'm to like, like, like my female friends or ex girlfriends, like, I don't like being around you. On Sunday, <laughs> and and I actually put that guy to the side. I, I killed that guy, but he's been resurrected. Say so he' about to come back. Yeah, he's he's back. No, he's back <laughs> because all this nonsense that's going on. He's back because if this goes, if this goes left, like we need to win to at least allow us to have another week of potentially yeah. talking about <laughs> something. Because if they lose it, I'm telling you, bro. If they lose this game. <laughs> they have to go four and two. You, you got to go four and two in this division to even think about winning this division. Right. So if we lose this game, we've already got our two. We got to win four straight, two against Baltimore, one in Pittsburgh, and then beat the team that just or might possibly beat us on Sunday. What are the odds? Right. What and really, as it stands right now, you really almost have to win a division to get the damn playoffs right now. That's what, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because that's the, because the hole we're gonna put ourselves. Listen, we couldn't buy a tiebreaker. They don't. Right. Look, they don't want to. They don't want to buy Odell out this damn contract. You know they ain't <laughs> <about> tiebreaker. <laughs> they they worried about eight million dollars, man. If you don't get that dude eight million dollars, so he can get the hell on somewhere, so right. that that whole thing is just done. I think you're doing worse 
letting him linger around. That's just retarded. I say retarded every week, but it's always something. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what what they thought process is behind that too. Um, yeah, they don't have no leverage, bro. They ain't got no leverage. Pay the no, I mean, he really, he really don't either. Neither team. I mean, neither party has leverage. But he got more leverage than they do. You know, he got more leverage. Now, than now, 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 now. Josina Anderson was on um, KNR. I ain't no care. I don't got this weird bootleg show that comes on at five. Like after uh, Emmett and Gerard go off. It was like a waste of time. But anyway, <laughs> um, they actually were able to get Josina Anderson on. Right. And, you know, that's basically Odell's conduit. That's kind of who he's speaking through. So she said that. She, so do it. The very last question is like, well, how do you see this ending? Can you see a reconciliation? And she said something interesting. Yeah, she was like, yeah, you could possibly see Odell back with the team on Saturday if they talk this thing out. So, like, I'm wondering, like, are the Browns actually really considering trying to reconcile bro, and bring up? Because she said that, um, and it's probably just PR and maybe Odell has to say this. She was like, um, he's just waiting for, for them to tell him he can come back to the mm-hmm. facility. Well, it is PR. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's part of the whole, again, that's why I said Baker was talking to a union rep. He was basically being talked through the legalese. Like, he couldn't go out there and say, like, the team don't need him and stuff like that. He can't say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we go out there and say that, it goes against the whole CBA. Now it's now we in a bad spot. So we gotta make sure you say the right file, stuff. file a grievance and stuff. Because technically yeah. Odell hasn't technically he hasn't done conduct hasn't done to the team. He so, hasn't done anything. Yeah. So that's why they can't suspend him for uh the, and that's the only thing they can uh suspend him for right now would be uh conduct detrimental. He hasn't right. done anything. So but if he Let's say he got sent home yesterday from practice and then he didn't show up to practice today. They could deem that, uh, oh, well, you ain't showing up to practice. That's conduct conduct detrimental to the team or we're going to inactivate you since you didn't show up to practice. Nope, I'm going to show up. I'm coming to work. I'm coming to work again. No, we got to send you home. So they they got to keep sending him home. Now, do you want to do that five days or four days a week, three days a week for the next nine weeks? Just retarded. They're going to still have to pay him. So either pay the dude, send him home, or since that's not what you want to do, nobody really would like to do that. Um, just let the dude go. Because if you're waiting on the team to say, like every week they got to pay this dude like $800,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you keep him this week, you pay him the eight, well, he's already going to get this 800 for this week. So that takes off a little bit more of his salary that he's owed for the season. I think what the Browns hope is it gets down low enough that some other team will say, okay, we'll take him at that price. 
and we'll pay the rest of that for this season. The crazier part is, who the hell would say that? Why would I pay to get this dude off your hands when you should just get him off your hands and he can come walk over here to us? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the Browns are in a in a worse spot than Odell because Odell could just go home and guess what? Going home and not playing and not practicing means he's healing up. So right. even if you don't play again until next year, now y'all going to trade him. Man, look at this shit. They just put up the playoff picture and we in the hunt with New England, oh, Denver, and now this is fucking embarrassing. We are theoretically. I know, but we ain't supposed to even be over on that side of the damn board. We not. Those days supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Those days oh. of being in the hunt is supposed to be over with. And when the hell does Josh Johnson get back in the league? Hey, you got to play better football. You got to play better football. I'm seeing more inspiration right now out of New York than I'm seeing out of the Browns in the last two or three games. I'm just being honest. Right. right. I'm just being honest. Right. I just see more inspiration. And they don't even have uh, decent players. No, look, they don't have these decent players, and they got ugly ass uniforms. They, they look like a, they look like them fucking sour apple blow pops. That's what they look like. Them <laughs> ugly ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So listen, man. Let's let's. I'm gonna ask you one more question before we get the hell out of here. Okay. What seriously? What do you? What do you think? Do you think we're gonna win this game on Sunday? Gut feeling, just gut. My feeling. gut feeling says no. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like I said, I don't know who my team is right now. Um, but really, with all the stuff that's going on right now, I don't know how the hell you can go into that beehive with a hurt quarterback, um, defense playing like shit, and a pissed off Cincinnati Bengals team. That that really they got and the reason why they lost to the Jets because they was looking they was looking past them to this game anyway because they tired of losing us because we, we yeah, kind of had their numbers yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah, they're feeling you know? good about themselves. Right. Yeah, they stride. And they you know, and this was good, this was a trap. Actually, I guess it was a classic trap game. Right. Um, but uh I'm gonna are... be I'm gonna I'm telling you right now, I haven't been like since we were in the playoffs last year, I haven't really kind of been on edge for a game like in a while. Where I'm just kind of just like, man. But this game, I'm really I'm on edge. You I know, know, like I said, to the point where I have to watch this game kind of by myself in my own bubble. I don't want nobody around me doing this. I don't. I don't want nobody around me. I need to concentrate on this game and figure out, and hopefully, some way, get <laughs> this thing alive. I'm dead serious. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Y'all probably think I'm crazy out there, but like they. This is why. That's another reason why I'm pissed. Cause in 2000, I was comfortable. I was comfortable being in my little hole. After we went after the Johnny Manziel fiasco, I said I'm emotionally detaching myself from my team. They're still my favorite team. I still got season tickets, but I will no longer invest emotionally in this piece of shit team. For right now until they decided they're gonna get back. <laughs> then they decided they wanted to give me hope, which caused me to emotionally invest in my team again 
And now they pulling the same shenanigans all over again. It's pissing me the hell off. I'm not, I'm not in a good place sports-wise. I'm just a strictly talking sports. We know it's just the game. Other things in life that are way more important. So just strictly sports-wise, I am not in a good place right now. And if they lose this game Sunday, it's going to take me over the edge. It's going to take me right off that cliff. And after I had vowed to never go there, I said, I'm never going to get to the point where I used to be as a Browns fan. You about to be there. Yeah, they about to take me. They about to, I'm standing on the 480 bridge right now. I'm right now. I'm on the 480 bridge. About to take that leap. That, that's where they have me right now. And this, this is not a good feeling. I don't know how we're going to win this game Sunday. I don't. I don't know either, bro. I really don't know how we're going to win this game Sunday. I mean, I'm, really, I'm going to be, I need, I'm going to need some, some Valium or Zan. I'm going to need some type of drugs really on Sunday. I, keep I, my nerves I, I do agree. Cause I don't think we're going to win. Uh, personally, I said that Sunday, last Sunday. And I think, I don't really think anything has changed, but surprise me Browns. Yeah. Surprise me. Uh, go down here and, and beat the brakes off these guys and, just surprise me. Let's see what happens, you know? Throw some heart. Now, I know Chubb is going to show up. I mean, Chubb is Chubb. Chubb is going to show up. I know the offensive line is going to show up. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of these jokers, I have defense, defense. Defense, hey, defense, create some turnovers that mean something. Y'all also, ain't created one meaningful turnover all season. Nope. Not one. Not one. Not one meaningful turnover yeah. have you caused all season. This would be an awesome time for it, though. I tell you that. Damn yes, right. Awesome time for it. So look, oh, also, uh, Mr. Uh Kevin Stefanski, I know you're gonna call a, a good, you know, opening drive. You tend to the scripted plays, you know, yeah. All your scripted plays and stuff. Um, however, after your scripted plays have run out, put your placards down and <laughs> ask for uh, a little bit of help from somebody else. Because you're you're pretty decent twenty to twenty man, but sometimes you get in these situational football spots. You know your fourth downs, which we're terrible at, by the way. I know you think analytically about them, but we're awful at fourth downs. The the numbers, you know, analytical stuff. The numbers say we stink, and we also stink on third downs, which is why we got so many fourth downs. So maybe you should work harder on third downs. Don't worry so much about fourth downs. And in the red zone, if we got down there by running, let's just run the damn ball in. If we got down there by passing, let's try to fool them a little bit. But we can't come out of there with no points. And kick the damn field goal. If kick necessary. The damn field. That's all. Simple we stuff. Can't have any, we cannot have any empty red zone drives. Nope. You got to nope. be seven or the got to be three. Nope. Seven to three. And and by the way, Chase McLaughlin has kicked a 57-yard field goal this year. So he's there's no reason to not utilize this dude. He's the healthiest kicker in the league because he's only kicked about four. (laughs) (laughs) His leg is very fresh right now. His leg fresh as hell. So get a dude some run, let that guy play. Uh come on, Browns. Let's 
figure this thing out because y'all here's what y'all don't want y'all don't want to lose the two of us if y'all lose the two of us well listen this show will never get picked up nowhere locally you guys will be like man them dudes nah they got to stay where they at they we can't have them with no press pass yeah. Can't have them with no press pass asking questions because it, it could get a little ugly with us we we ask too much regular stuff so uh just go ahead. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Browns probably won't win. I'm not even giving my score. I did come. I did have a score. I was thinking 30, uh, excuse me, 28 to 20. Uh, okay. Bengals was my score um, because they average about 30 points a game. And, I, and, I, and that's I don't know if that's me being a I hope they don't go down there and get blown out guy. I don't know if that's a I know they're going to go down there and get blown out, but I'm just hoping they don't. I don't know which one, but I think 28 to 20 is a fair enough. Maybe I won't be so pissed off if they go out and play semi-hard and do something decent. Man, go ahead and show me some hard that y'all got some type of fight about y'all. That's at the end of the day. That's kind of what I want to see. I want to win. We need to win. But just, just just don't go down there and go out like Willie Lump Lump. I need y'all to go out there and show some type of heart, show some fight, some pride. Show don't some be, pride. Don't be basic Mayfield uh, this week, bro. Go out there and be the guy that wants the $40 million. And the thing that, that I'm going to hate, too, let's say we, he does have a good game and then it'd be like, well, see, it's because of old. I mean, forget the whole Odell thing, you know. Yeah. At this point, it's most likely it's not a brown no more. Just forget all of that. So if he, if he has a good game, if he has a good game, just praise him for having a good game. I know that's not going to happen. It's but not just gonna praise happen. him for having, having a good game and and leave it leave it at that because this time we got to move on, especially this time of the season. I said we're halfway through the season now. So, but anyway, so, I need to take my behind the bed so I can get up and go to my boring-ass job in the morning and hopefully not fall asleep. <laughs> So you can catch us on Facebook at Two Guys in the Mic Two One Six, Instagram Two Guys in the Mic Two One Six, um, Spotify Two Guys in the Mic, Apple Podcasts, um, with a Google Podcast and Anchor, and Spotify and all your streaming platforms that I can think of, and that's it. So we will see you Sunday. And Sunday, that's Sunday, that. Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And basically, you know, the way we think it's going to go, we'll basically be having a funeral. We, 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 we may be eulogizing <laughs> the 2021 season Browns <laughs> Sunday afternoon. So we'll see you then. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Go Buckeyes, go Browns, go Cavs, and Let's go, go Guardians, whatever the hell your name is going to be. <laughs> and the Guardian uh, roller derby team. Yeah, the roller derby squad. Yep. Peace out to them, too. All right, man. All right. You have a good one. Peace. You've just listened to Two Guys in the Mic with Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us on Sunday after the NFL games for our next podcast. Until then, peace.